Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Vlad, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. In John chapter 14, our gospel reading for today, we see Jesus, we find Jesus teaching his disciples, attempting to encourage them because they are about to experience a profound transition. Try to put yourself in the shoes, or the sandals rather, of those disciples. The anxiety, the the wonder, the curiosity that they had to have been experiencing. Years before, they all heard a call from this rabbi, this teacher who was unlike any other, who invited them to to leave what they were doing, to come on a grand adventure, to enter into a life of discipleship, in other words, to enter into a life of being a continual learner, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Imagine all that they had experienced with him. From the very first moment when Jesus called to them as they were tending their nets in the boat, frustrated because they caught no fish the night before. And here comes this itinerant rabbi who's walking by and he says, leave your nets and come and follow me. I will teach you how to fish for people. Or imagine For the other disciple, as he's busy counting his collection of tax offerings and he's sorting it out, as Jesus comes by and says, leave what you're doing and come, follow me. Or those disciples that we hear less about through the Gospels, all of the women who we know financially supported the ministry of Jesus, whom Jesus met at the well or in the marketplace, all of those disciples. There were the three and the 12, but there were the 72. And then at certain points throughout his ministry, there were crowds and droves of people that had followed him. But at this point in John's gospel, the the contingency is much smaller It remains with those that are most faithful, those that have seen Jesus at his best, and those who have experienced the stress of Christ as the religious leaders and political authorities were were mounting this insurrection against him, bringing false charges, spreading rumors. They had experienced so much, and in the midst of all of that, the constant, the steady for them was the living breathing person of Christ, the one who calmed the the raging waters on the Sea of Galilee, the the one who, who walked through the midst of the crowd that was ready to throw him off a hillside. And now that very rock, the, the one to whom they have clung, is telling them over and again, it is time that I leave you. Transitions are never easy. How do we prepare our hearts to 
transition. I've never met a person who wholeheartedly loves and embraces change. (laughs) Change is difficult. And leading into this moment of transition for my life and the life of my family, I have to admit, you have seen through the tears that I've shed, the quivering in my voice over the last few weeks, you have experienced my anxiety, my fear. I've been reflecting on many of the transitions in my lifetime and how in each moment of change and uncertainty, when God is calling me to a venture yet unseen, unknown, how the same emotions have been present. The first major transition in my life happened when I was 13 years old. And my sister and I learned that my parents were getting a divorce. The bedrock and foundation of our family life was changing. And as a young teenager, uncertain about the future, uncertain about my life, I can still feel the same pit in my stomach, wondering where my security, where my foundation would come from when the one that I had known was now shifting and morphing beyond my control. And then five years later, those similar feelings boiled up again as I enlisted in the United States Army, my own doing, And yet immediately after swearing an oath to serve our country, that same feeling in my stomach emerging again, what am I getting myself into? Now I'm leaving the whole community, my my family, my mother, my father, my friends behind to go embark on a new adventure and I, I don't quite know exactly what will happen and yet I'm feeling called to serve in this way. All of the fears... And then three years later, volunteering to deploy to Iraq and doing so proudly and patriotically and yet at the same moment feeling overwhelmed and uncertain, God, what am I getting myself into? And then by the grace of God returning from the war in Iraq and and finishing my college degree, and instead of applying to law school, this certain career path to become an attorney, feeling this nudge and this calling to to respond to the voice of God and apply to seminary instead. Talk about the comments from your friends. I can't tell you how many fraternity brothers sat me down and said, you know, Lauren, um, why don't you become an attorney and like lead a Bible study? Are you sure? And my response was always, no, I'm not sure. And yet, and then a major transition 10 years ago, February turning into March as my wife Becca was seven months pregnant And I had restricted for a first call to the Cincinnati region because my wife at the time was in medical school, all but convinced and certain 
that I would end up at a church that I didn't truly love but was available because when you restrict for these things, your options are limited. All of the fear, will I be able to provide for my wife and this daughter who's soon to be born? What will my ministry look like? And then now, this moment, feeling called to a new adventure of which I cannot see the ending, and I would be lying if I said that I wasn't experiencing a healthy dose of anxiety and fear and grief because I love you. And boy, have you loved me. But do you know what's true and what has been true in every single one of those transitions? From my parents' divorce to joining the army to being medically evacuated out of Iraq to coming home from Iraq and being uncertain about where I would fit in back in the college scene to to applying to seminary to awaiting a first call here. The thing that has been true and constant and steady in every major transition of my life is the way that the church of Jesus Christ has welcomed me and given me a home. You see, it was right in that summer when my parents were divorcing that my mom, in all of her beautiful wisdom, thank you, mom, I know you're watching, sent me on the mission trip with Messiah Lutheran. I was so scared and nervous to be around the older kids in the youth group, and yet on that trip, 13, about to be 14 years old, for the very first time, I heard the still small voice of God calling me, planting a seed within me that maybe one day I would want to spend my life doing just this. You see, it was on that mission trip while my family life was changing around that I felt home because of amazing youth leaders and adults in that congregation that welcomed me. And do you know when I joined the army and I went away to all of the training, do you know where I felt most secure in my identity, where I felt most loved was on those rare Sundays when we were free to go to the chapel and I would sit in the chapel and I would hear the chaplain speak about God's love and for those few brief moments in the midst of our military training, I was no longer a soldier. I was a child of God with other children of God worshiping and praising the Lord and when I was deployed and medically evacuated feeling totally uncertain about my life, It would be when I returned to Iraq from Germany and I made my way into the base, dusty, dirty, sandy chapel in Mosul, Iraq, and I sat across from the pastor and we prayed together. And then it was the moment of applying to seminary and feeling as if I'm not sure how this will work out when I stood there on the very first day of orientation year one next to somebody that would become one of my best friends, Alex Hoops, another student, and we bonded as a class. 
And then that moment of uncertainty about the first call, and boy, how God surprised me, not just with any church, but with you. Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, you have been my home. You have been my rock. You have taught me about the love of God in ways that I could only hope to teach you. The truth of the matter is, you and every one of those Christian communities has been the antidote to the anxiety and the fear that I have felt throughout my life. Coming home from the Holy Land trip, a wave of anxiety and fear and grief came over me. It was now becoming real. And as I sat in those similar feelings that I felt before, this time, I can give thanks to God for them. Because those feelings serve as a reminder to me how blessed I have been to be welcomed into Christian community. And those feelings, although uncomfortable, have reminded me in a profound way that I need gospel community. And though I feel slightly orphaned right now, leaving a congregation where I know I am beloved and not yet fully in a new one, in this little time of transition, I give thanks to God that I know the Holy Spirit will continue to lead and guide me every step of the way. What transitions have you been through? I know that you could name them. You've shared many of them with me. And I will forever be grateful for the ways that you have opened your heart to me. Maybe you've been through a career change or a move and you're relocating and you feel not yet part of this community because you're still mentally and emotionally back home. Whether it's a divorce, a bankruptcy, the feelings of loneliness when your children leave the nest, when you leave your career and retire, you see life is filled with moments of transition. And as Jesus sat there with his disciples on the hillside and outside the synagogues, as he's preparing them for this great transition that they will experience, he encourages them with three words. First, Jesus shares with his disciples that they have nothing to be afraid of. He says to them over and over again in the farewell discourse, which is pages and pages in John's gospel, over and again, he tells them, do not let your hearts be hardened. Do not let them be overcome by fear. Fear not. I know that you are afraid. You're experiencing fear, but do not live by it. The second thing he tells them in the midst of their grand transition is reminding them that they have work to do. He says to them in different ways in this part of John's gospel that they have a mission 
to continue living and loving like him, to, to baptizing, teaching, and preaching. He says in the midst of a transition, when life feels uncertain, live into your purpose. Don't forget that you have work to do. No matter what the circumstances are in your life, even when life feels totally upside down, one thing remains. God has given you a great purpose. And the third thing he says to his disciples multiple times is that you will not do this work alone. I have not left you orphaned. Rather, I will send to you the Holy Spirit. I will send to you the very breath and spirit of God who will be your advocate, who will be your guide. As I embark on a new adventure of which I cannot see the ending. As Prince of Peace embarks on a new adventure of which you cannot see the ending, may we all take great comfort in the reality that God tells us we have nothing to be afraid of, we have meaningful work to do, and we do so with the help of the Holy Spirit. In addition to encouraging his disciples with these three things, in the matter of days, if you read through the gospel, Jesus will also get down on his feet with a bowl of water and he will thank his disciples by the washing of their feet. He will thank them for journeying with him through the good times and the hard times. And in a similar way, I want to thank you. Thank you, Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, for being my rock. Thank you, Pastor Jonathan, for being my mentor, my friend, my biggest supporter and encourager. Thank you to the staff for the countless gifts that you pour out in this place. Thank you for sharing with me the most vulnerable and tender moments of your life, trusting me to hold them sacred. You have taught me how to be a pastor. Thank you for your willingness to jump at new ideas and crazy projects. Thank you for traveling with me to Haiti and resettling a refugee family. Thank you, thank you, thank you for teaching me what it looks like to live by faith and to live and love like Jesus. I love you, church, and I always will. So may you, May you cling to your faith in the crucified and risen Lord. May you stay connected and committed to the body of Christ, knowing that that is your firm foundation. May you trust that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you every step of the way, even when you cannot see the ending of the path that you're on. And may you know that God loves you, and I do too. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.